Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I do not know what I saw, but I do know it was something that should not have been there and it will remain with me the rest of my life. I was turkey hunting one morning approximately four years ago. I have never told my story due to I feel people will not believe me. It rained all night long that night and thus it allowed me to walk into the forest in complete silence, no leaves crackling etc. I set up on a hillside overlooking a small creek and valley. It was nearly pitch black due to the overcast sky but soon the rain stopped and the forest became brighter. Soon after I realized I was sitting within 15 feet of several birds that were roosted in a tree next to me. I didn't know they were there until they started shaking the rain off. 
My gun was already propped on my knee and pointed at my decoy. As things became brighter I could make out most of the valley floor and I continued to watch the birds roosted next to me. Soon after one of the birds gobbled I began hearing something off in the distance almost immediately after. I only remember this because it was a very strange paced sound. The rhythm of it seemed odd. Nothing I could think of would make a sound like this. I could see down the valley to my right for a fairly long distance however, to my left a separate hillside came out and I could not see up the valley in that direction. The noise continued with almost near perfect rhythm for several minutes with only occasional breaks. It continued to get louder. I soon realized the sound I was hearing was coming from up the valley in the direction I could not see. The turkeys in their roost next to me stopped gobbling and remained silent. A few moments later the forest was becoming fairly bright and I could see most everything around me. All of the birds roosted in the tree flew down and hit the forest floor running. They didn't even seem to notice the decoy. I remained perfectly still watching the birds run through the forest down to my right through the valley. They acted as though something spooked them. At first I thought maybe it was me that spooked them but then it occurred to me the sound had stopped about the same time the birds took off. As soon as the birds were out of sight the noise began again. I remained still leaning against a large ash tree. Maybe one minute after I lost sight of the birds the sound was becoming much louder and apparent of what it might be. My first instinct was that another hunter was walking through the forest. However, to this day I will never forget what I saw in the coming moments. The sound with an almost steady rhythm reminded me of what it would sound like if I were walking on dry leaves in the forest. There was not a drop of wind on this morning and I believe the valley might have been echoing the sound. A few moments later I caught sight of it. Maybe 50 yards to my left coming into view on the bottom edge of the valley. At first I thought it was a hunter in a ghillie suit. But upon closer examination I realized this was no human wearing a camo outfit. It continued to walk upright on two feet down the valley towards my right. When the creature got to the bottom of the hill outcropping I was sitting on it stopped dead in its tracks and remained perfectly still momentarily. I think it was as this point I truly realized what I was seeing. When it stopped and stood still it became nearly invisible in the forest. It seemed an eternity passed while I sat against this tree uncontrollably shaking. I was scared out of my wits even with a 10 gigaampere shotgun propped on my knee pointed in the direction of the creature. What happened next scared me so bad I would have bet my life on it that was going to have a heart attack. The creature turned its head and looked directly at me. I stared directly into the eyes of this creature for an unknown amount of time. It made no sound, it did not move only stared at me. I was in full camouflage including a face mask so maybe it was not sure what I was? Shaking so bad at this point the only thing I could think of was to defend myself. I clicked the safety off on my shotgun. When I did this the creature went into an almost crouching position only it seemed more like it was in a position that would allow it to move quickly. The stare down went on for what seemed forever. I readied my shotgun not afraid to move anymore since it was apparent I had been seen. When I positioned my left hand under the forearm of my shotgun the creature sprang up nearly causing me to pull the trigger. It continued its walk though the forest with its head turned watching me. I continued pointing my gun at it. I never pulled the trigger. 
I was so afraid I didn't know what to do. Eventually I lost sight of it. I jumped up as soon as it was gone and I ran back to my truck without stopping to rest once. To this day I will never forget what I saw or the feeling of absolute terror that overcame me. I do not want to be famous nor do I want my story posted all over the internet. I just thought I should tell somebody my story. Everything I have just wrote is entirely true. I think there is a dogman in my town, on the far east side. I experienced something odd at an old Indian graveyard, which isn't far from my childhood friend's childhood home. I was friends with him and his neighbor for a long time, and they each described seeing something that sounds like a dogman. One said he saw a gigantic black dog in his pasture, but its size scared him. He said it was like a horse in size. The other friend, who lived right next to him, said one night he saw a giant creature with yellow glowing eyes watching him through the glass sliding door his bedroom had. He developed sleeping issues due to the level of fear it gave him. He tried to rationalize it, but he gave me the impression he knew it wasn't a dog or a normal animal, and that it was something else. His body language told me he was petrified of it, and that he was being honest. His bed was fully visible to it, and so was he. One night I took my co-worker Andrea to go see the Indian graveyard. She was into spooky stuff, so I took her out there late one night. We walked to the back of it, looking at old gravestones from the 1800s. Suddenly, we heard this super deep howl that we could feel in our bodies. It was the same kind of bass you feel at an indoor concert, next to loud bass speakers. We instantly ran back to my vehicle as fast as we could and left. Old Cherokee folklore talks about evil shape-shifting medicine man spirits that lurk around Indian graveyards. They can allegedly take the form of any animal but are most often an owl or a large wolfish creature. My Cherokee friend calls them SK2 Lee. That is how she pronounces it, but I'm not sure how to spell it. Some legends say they protect the dead, while others say they are protectors of the gates to the spirit world gates that are near or at the location where the dead rest, like graveyards. She said if you see the same owl following you, it is a bad omen in Cherokee lore, indicating that the one being followed will die a supernatural death or is being bewitched by a SK-2 Lee. Anyways, putting two and two together, I believe we heard a dogman that night and that it was warning us to leave, something along those lines. I may have encountered it a second time when I took another co-worker there, but that's another story. As far as the Ski Lee, maybe that is what they are. Hello everybody my name is Denver Dark, I'm 19 years old, fresh out of high school, working as a park ranger at Caledon State Park in Virginia. My job is pretty easy, I don't usually patrol the park, my job is to sit in a radio room and wait for people to call in if they need assistance. This can range from someone needing the bathroom door unlocked to a drunken fight. A couple of months ago though I had an encounter with some type of creature or maybe even an alien, I'm not sure at this point. This forever scarred me and I will always be paranoid of the forest. It was a normal evening at the park. I looked over at the clock on my desk as it clicked over to 6 p.m. 
Well here goes to another night by myself I said out loud as I saw all of the other park rangers packing up to leave. Another hour passed and as I was eating my dinner, static started coming through the radio. After a couple of seconds of just the static a girl's voice started to come through. Hello? Hello? Is anyone there? I paused for a second after chewing another bite of my food. I had never heard anything like this over the radio before, so I picked it up. Hello, this is Officer Dark here. Yes, she yelled before continuing her sentence. Please help me. Something is chasing me. I was dumbfounded. The creepy part was she didn't say someone she said something. I quickly calmed myself before responding. Calm down miss, tell me where you are so I can send help out immediately. I'm at the old watchtower on the northeast side of the park, I ran here after it chased me out of my cabin, please please send help I think it's close. It's alright miss I'll send help out Emma I was cut off by her, shh. I stopped talking, listening to the radio. Then I heard a very soft but aggressive growl come from the speaker. Oh god it's here. As she finished her sentence I heard a crash of a window and a large thud on a wood floor. The radio cut out. I was in complete shock. Did I just witness someone die? After about a minute of me being absolutely glued to my seat with terror. I started to gather a plan in my head. I spun around in my chair and grabbed the old park map off of the desk next to me. I unfolded it frantically scanning it looking for an old watchtower. There it was on the northeast side of the park just like she said. To the looks of it, it would take me about an hour to walk there. I got up from my chair and walked over to the gun cabinet, unlocking it with the keys I had in my pocket. I grabbed the first gun I saw, a 12-gauge shotgun along with some extra shells. I also saw the flare gun on the top shelf and decided to take that too. Before leaving the station I made sure that I had everything that I needed. Shotgun, flare gun, flashlight, radio, pocket knife and the map. I'm not gonna lie, I was scared to go out into the woods after that whole event. I also hated the idea of being alone, but I knew I couldn't just sit there and do nothing. As I exited the station I was greeted by the cool breeze and a beautiful sunset of a summer evening. All of the night bugs and animals started to come out. I could hear the calling of the cicadas in the trees, while the crickets buzz below them on the ground. It's weird because you wouldn't think that such a breathtaking scene could hold such horror that the lady experienced. Since it was a long walk I started moving at a faster pace than I normally would. As I was about 10 minutes away from the tower everything changed. Once an amazing sunset now turned the forest into a pitch black that no person could see into. Along with the deafening sound of silence as the cicadas and crickets stopped chatting. This was extremely odd, I had been in this forest many times at night and nothing like this had ever happened. A few more minutes of walking later and I saw the old watchtower, it was about 70 feet tall or so with a hut at the top of it. The watchtower had seen its better days, the wood looked very old with it being damp and cracked in many spots. At this point I was at the base of the tower, right before I was about to go up on the first step I got the worst feeling I have ever felt. My head started to spin. I was very nauseous and started to see stars. As this continued I thought I was gonna pass out, as the darkness around my eyeballs started to grow. Everything stopped. I was normal again.
Except for one feeling, it felt like something was staring at me, I swear I could feel its eyes piercing into the back of my head, its glare almost felt sharp like a knife had been jammed into my side. I spun around as quickly as I could holding the shotgun in front of me. Nothing, there's nothing I thought. Until I scanned the tree line in front of me about 50 or so feet out. Oh my gosh I let out as I see deep in the forest. A pair of two vibrant green eyes staring at me. I was struck with fear, my eyes not being able to leave the sight, my feet almost cemented in the ground. After about a minute of me staring at it, it winked at me. It winked at me. After this the eyes disappeared and went back into the brush. I didn't know what to think, the only thing that I knew was not to stay in that spot. I ran up the old wooden stairs as fast as I could. But then I remembered the radio call I had gotten earlier, I prepared myself for a bloody scene. But when I reached the top of the steps the hut was empty, no blood, no body, no lady. The most disturbing thing of all though was it looked like this place hasn't been touched in years. The floors and desk in the room were both completely covered in cobwebs and dust. A large radio sat on the desk, it must have been the one that came through to mine but that too was engulfed by the webs. Something very strange is happening. I just couldn't figure it out. On the edge of the desk was a stack of very old newspapers, my curiosity took over and I picked one up. Date colon 1978, headline woman attacked and killed by the wampus cat, locals say. This didn't make any sense. This couldn't be the same lady I just contacted. I needed to find out more so I kept on reading, the next thing that I read sent shivers down my spine. The wampus cat resembles a very large black panther. Most known for their very bright green eyes. My blood ran cold. I needed to get out of this place right now. Right as I shoved the newspaper into my pocket and was ready to run. It was too late. Before I could turn around I heard a sound. That same damn bone chilling growl I had heard on the radio. I turned around as fast as I could raising my shotgun. There it was the beast itself. The wampus cat this cat was massive, quite possibly the biggest mammal I had ever seen. It stood on all fours at a staggering height of at least 8 feet tall. It had deep old scars all over its body, probably from people like me. Its paws were the size of small dinner plates and didn't forget its face. The lips were completely barred back showing its dinner knife-like fangs, and the most important thing of all those dang green eyes almost starring into my soul. I didn't waste any time and pulled the trigger sending a slug at my target. I landed the shot but it barely did anything. The cat staggered back when the slug hit him but that's about it. How is this thing still alive? The round had left a bloody hole in its torso about the size of a dollar coin, but alas the creature was pretty much unfazed. I decided to run for it, booking it to the exit, only to be stopped by the huge feline pouncing on my back and pinning me to the wood floor. The beast raked its long claws across my back leaving an extremely painful wound. It felt like I was being burned with a hot iron. I could feel my shirt already being soaked with blood. I managed to flip around on my back to face the beast, holding its head away from my face. Although I was able to keep its head at bay, I wasn't with the paws. It started swiping at my face leaving those searing claw marks on me again. 
I tried to reach for the shotgun on the ground next to me but I wasn't able to, blood from the gashes started to seep into my eyes stinging them, not allowing me to see. With nothing working and all of the blood I was losing. I started to give up, there was no point I couldn't overpower this thing. And right when I was about to give in, thinking about all of my friends and family, an idea sparked into my head. I reached in my pocket and pulled out the knife I had forgotten about. I flipped the blade open and immediately stabbed the cat in the neck with it. The beast reared back in pain leaping off of me. This was my only chance to escape. I quickly got up and snatched the shotgun before sprinting down the stairs. I had a head start but the cat was catching up, as I reached the bottom it was already halfway down. I didn't have any time to spare, I ran immediately to the trails not looking behind me. I could hear the big heavy footsteps of the beast on my tail end. I knew eventually it was gonna catch up so I turned around pumping two more slugs in it staggering it again. I could tell it was hurt because it was moving a lot slower, I fired again in its direction landing another shot with a bloody splat. Then the cat stopped running, turning around and slowly jogging the other direction. It finally gave up. This didn't stop me from sprinting back to the station. I used every bit of strength and willpower to make it back. As I busted through the door of the building the biggest wave of relief came over me. I had won. I had beaten that thing. After attending to my wounds and grabbing a glass of water I sat down in my desk chair, thankful to be alive. While reaching into my pocket to take out my phone I felt paper. Ah the newspaper. I pulled it out scanning the article once again realizing that I missed something before. The woman's body was found in the watchtower of Caledon State Park, her body being mutilated even missing some of her limbs. Even though she was killed many of the people in the park say they can still hear her calling for help just like that same night she was murdered. I was completely shook. I didn't know what to think, was it a ghost or maybe a spirit? And right as I put the newspaper down the radio buzzed. Playing that same voice that started this all. Hello? In 1999, I lived in Edinburgh, Indiana. Myself and my wife were living about three miles south of the old Camp Atterbury military base. This was decommissioned shortly after World War II had ended. I worked midnights at a local factory that had one day shift. Persons this night, my wife woke me up, saying she heard some loud banging sounds early in the morning, but was not sure what it was. She thought that she had heard a voice too, but wasn't sure. I know for a fact there were no animals or people walking around because it was so early in the morning. The alarm would have gone off if anybody had tried to enter the factory during those times. So, I stayed up until about 5.30 am, then went to bed. I was talking about it later that day with two co-workers. At the time, many of the Indy 500s were being built around us by Camp Atterbury, so my guess is maybe some construction workers. Also, in the mid-90s, there had been a lot of military drills happening, which included tanks or other armored vehicles being driven on and around the base. I have a second story, but it's more of a worker fiction, as it never happened to me personally. In 1992 or so, my brother lived in Columbus, Indiana, and worked at Cummins as an engineer for over 20 years. 
Cummins is the ancient powerhouse behind the diesel industry and has been for decades. My brother would stay late many nights until the early morning working hours on a test stand for engines. The building he was in was right next to their biggest test stand, which is used to overheat and stress all parts of a diesel before they are installed into a truck or other various locomotive. Cummins did not want any engine failures in the field. Cummins is located in Columbus, which is right across the Ohio River from Louisville, Kentucky. One night after midnight, my brother was working late when he heard a terrible noise coming from the test stand area. It sounded like an 18-wheeler diesel truck being pushed right outside a window. The stands are about 100 feet away and built like a bunker. He knew nobody else was there, he locked the door behind him like always. The only way to get in is if somebody buzzes you in, which was done by my brother at night, or hold your badge up next to the reader mounted on the wall next to any locked doors. So anyway, he gets terrified, calling security. When they come, he describes what he had heard and what was happening outside his window, which should be impossible. The only people there should be him and two other night shift workers who locked up, they left like normal before my brother came into work that evening. The security guys investigate the test stand area within their flashlights to see if there's any break-ins. No one, absolutely nobody, is anywhere near the test stand area but the noise continued like somebody was banging on metal parts loudly for hours. The Cummins security guys said they were going to investigate this further and got many weird calls down at the desk that same night about noises coming from that building after midnight. My brother got out of there and went home. Cummins was very well known to have had a lot of strange happenings go on in their test stand building for decades. Cummins security would investigate every time something happened but nothing was ever found. Many guys who worked there just refused to work late at night in that building, they were terrified of what was happening. I do not know if this story is true or not, but my brother would swear up and down on a stack of Bibles that it happened. He never believed in ghosts either. So, what was he seeing? For a friend who also lives in Columbus told me last year that the Old Testament building had burned up in a fire, seeming suspicious. I wanted to share this story that happened about a month ago to my wife. I'm sorry this is a bit of a story, as I am typing this out down below I realize that it's a lot of typing for a sighting that perhaps wasn't as long or involved as some of the others but we have talked so much about it that I wanted to be as thorough as I could. Me and my wife work in television and it requires a lot of traveling and a lot of late night car rides. We live in Florida and my wife had to go to Georgia for work, because we take so many plane rides we sometimes decide when it's 4 to 7 hours that we'll drive. Believe me after 20 plus years of planes being able to drive every once in a while is a blessing because you get so fed up with sitting in planes. It's about 11.30pm when her brother texts me to pick up the phone when she calls, which I thought was odd, because why would I not pick up? As soon as I'm reading the text I get a frantic phone call from my wife. Now please understand that my wife doesn't subscribe to any cryptid, paranormal stuff, I however, most certainly do, so for her to be this freaked out and panicked means something crazy went down. She starts talking real fast and I can't understand any of what she's telling me. 
So eventually I tell her to calm down and tell me what is going on. She starts telling me I've seen one of those things you sometimes talk about, the documentary thing. Still kinda puzzled I ask her, what docu-thing exactly? She replies the wolf thing, the human wolf. Dog man? Yes. She's driving down from Georgia and is at this point two hours removed from our house and we are located just above Tampa, so she's already driving in Florida, but she's driving down this 45 miles per hour road to give you an idea of the road itself, so not a big, broad road, as she's making a turn her lights hit, what she at that moment thinks, a man standing bent over on the side of the road. She figures that's really odd because who would be standing in the middle of the night in small not lit road? Then as the light is hitting it more and more she realizes that there's something off here as the light is climbing up as she gets closer revealing that the arms are completely covered in hair and and it's reaching to pick up something off the ground she also sees massive hands. Then when it's fully light this thing is hunched over and is already standing at 7 feet and starts to move up, she sees a complete canine head with ears pointed backwards. She tells me that everything, despite going pretty fast, it's like everything is slowing down for her, so that her brain can make sense of it. She tells me it has really long thin arms, very muscular though, short fur with longer fur at the back and neck and where the thighs meet. By the time she passes it it almost stood up completely and has not once looked at her direction or acknowledged the car or the light and it is as if this thing didn't really care. She tells me that she was on the phone with her brother as she sees this thing and she started screaming when she saw it causing her brother to also freak out and ask her what is going on and what she's seeing which is when she rambles onto him and tells him she's gotta call me. After she tells me the story I calm her down. Tell her to not get out the car anymore till she gets home and ask her if she has enough gas to make it without stopping at a gas station, which she does. She carries a firearm on her but there was no way she was going to stand a chance against this thing if decided to go for the car, her. We talk a bit as I can tell she's in shock and she tells me that she's trying to make sense of it. She wonders if it was anyone from a YouTube prankster to someone just in a suit trying to create sightings but none of those make any sense as it never lead to anything, and that road is completely deserted and in the middle of nowhere. Now does that rule out it wasn't? No, but nonetheless it was a sighting, and for my wife it was very real. After we hung up I kept making sure she was okay and got so spooked, especially because I enjoy a lot of the cryptid stuff and realizing that two hours away from our house that is pretty remote and surrounded by acres of land and woods isn't that far I grabbed my .308M1A SOCOM and basically sat downstairs waiting to hear the garage so I could come and greet her. And when she did she was still a bit shaken up and we spoke about it with some friends and family members the days after. The other night I was sitting on my front porch with my one-year-old on my lap just enjoying the night air, when the clouds shift and uncover the moon. Immediately after there is a loud howl in the distance that is a textbook werewolf horror movie howl that got all the dogs in the neighborhood barking like crazy. My blood ran cold and I said nope not today and went immediately inside the house and locked the door lol. It might have been nothing but I actually live pretty close to LBL in Kentucky and have had a few other experiences and have had a few trusted friends, 
Acquaintances tell me stories about a few different creatures in Kentucky. I am very much a believer that there are certain things running around out there. Y'all stay safe. I'd like to preface by saying that I got home about an hour ago and this actually happened. I never have paranormal encounters and genuinely try to approach everything with a questioning mind. My partner and I like to hike at a local park late at night. It's a historic park in Pennsylvania about 3,500 acres in size that spans over into the MD and DE borders. One of the trails allows you to cross through all three states. The entire park is mostly dense woods with a creek running through. Usually we park near an old church with a Revolutionary War cemetery that is famous for a grave known as the Ticking Tomb. I've been to every corner of this park, day or night. We usually hike a short loop that is roughly a half mile in length. We've walked this trail literally thousands of times and never once felt anything strange. But tonight was different. We made a spontaneous decision to go on a night hike and left the house at about 10.45 p.m. I decided to take the narrow dirt road to our usual parking spot, rather than driving a mile up the road to a paved access road like we normally do. About halfway down the ragged dirt and gravel road as we rounded a corner, an animal dashed across the road in the path of our headlights. I've never seen anything like this animal, and I've never seen an animal that size in this area that I couldn't immediately identify. Its size was somewhere between a dog and a human and it moved so quickly it almost looked like it flew. A literal black blur with some hazy details and bright silver eyes. My partner also saw it. I'm generally a skeptic, so I just wrote it off, and we both just kind of explained it away. We made it to our parking spot and pretty much resolved not to talk about it and continue on as usual. Immediately when we got out onto the trail, we noticed the frogs and cicadas were extremely loud, louder than I've ever heard them at night around here. As we progressed down the trail, it felt like we had to talk over the cicadas. We sort of quietly yet frantically attempted at lightening the mood with conversation. Unbeknownst to me at the time, about a hundred meters down the trail my partner had begun to hear what he thought were extremely distant voices. I also noticed that the cicadas got progressively quieter the further we got down the trail. We made it about a quarter mile before a sudden, louder sound felt like it cut through the space between my ears. It was something like a glitching microphone or megaphone way off in the distance. My partner pointed out to me later that there was nothing for the echo to bounce off of in that area. The moment we heard that sound I stopped immediately and asked if he heard it, too. Not only had he heard it, but he was convincing himself that he was hallucinating the sounds the entire time until I finally acknowledged it. Without discussion we both immediately turned around and started walking at a fast pace back to the car. I felt like it was a bad idea to run, but we had to leave right away. We hoofed it back to the car with the feeling that something was following us all the way to the entrance. When we finally got back into the car and started driving, the feeling of urgency didn't go away. We made it all the way down the main road to our first turn and I felt a moment of complete confusion. As I slowed to the turn, my partner asked me, do you not know where you are right now? Because neither do I. We have literally driven this road thousands of times. I made a split-second decision to turn right, 
which was thankfully the right choice. The next road went along the perimeter of the park and parallel with the trail we were hiking. There was tons of fog, which hadn't been there on our way in. We spent maybe 20 minutes at the park. Just as we made our way past the area that we had turned around, another animal darted across the road in front of our headlights. It looked exactly like the one we saw on our way in, only closer and in more detail. It had silver eyes and what looked like ears or horns. It was still insanely fast and either a blur or a wraith. I don't know how else to describe it. I get this really weird feeling when I think about it or talk about it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The feeling started when I saw it run across the road the second time. I feel like it's because I acknowledged that, whatever that thing was, I couldn't explain it. I feel an almost burning sensation in my sinuses, my eyes water, and I get a strange tingling in the back of my skull. Like I said before, I'm usually a skeptic when it comes to this kind of stuff. But this experience has left me rattled. When I was in high school, Tempe, Arizona, a group of us were wandering a golf course at night. We were sophomores, completely sober. One of the girls with us started crying saying she saw something jump out of a palm tree. We teased her, carried on. Until moments later I looked up and hand to God, on my mother's life, I see this wolf-like creature on all fours lurking towards us. It was darker than the surrounding night, and all I could make out was the German shepherd-looking head, snout outline, long pointed ears, no eye shine, its arms were cocked forward and longer than the rest of its body. It had to have been at least five feet tall slumped over. I can't imagine how tall it was if it had stood up. I yelled and we all ran but it didn't chase us. Has anyone else experienced this in a heavy populated city? For years I couldn't wrap my head around what we saw. Only three out of the six people witnessed this DM finally came across Dogman Encounters Radio with Vic and have been obsessed ever since. I apologize for the lack of punctuation I'm just trying to get it out and using voice text. I have had several encounters before a lot of which I've posted on the subreddit but two days ago I had another encounter it's the first encounter I've had in over three months I think of an encounter as when I come face to face with one of these things outside and not just seeing it in my car. Last weekend I decided I would do a hiking trip where I was just going to hike a local trail setup camp and spend the night out there. The hike was beautiful I completed my hike uneventfully I set up camp at about 6 pm. And got a fire started so I could cook dinner dinner went uneventful and so did most of the rest of the evening after dinner I went back to my tent and I just relaxed read a book and enjoyed nature. 
At some point I must have fallen asleep because the next thing I know I hear something outside I instinctively know what it is because I have been taking a lot of time to actually research these creatures and figure out how to best live among them. If you ever encounter one I stayed silent and didn't move from my tent until I thought the thing was gone. It wasn't gone I climbed out of my tent to investigate and to pack up and go because I knew I wasn't sleeping that night. I didn't hear anything. The woods were still dead silent so I knew it still was probably around but I knew one thing. I needed to get out of there because even though I know a lot about these creatures I still know that they are dangerous. Even though I knew it was dangerous to hike in the dark I had a pretty powerful headlamp and plenty of batteries because I like to prepare for anything and I knew it wasn't a very long hike back to the car. About 2 hours at most. As I begin my hike back to the car I began to hear it following me. Crashing through the brush just out of sight. So I picked up the pace and unhooked my gun from my bag in case I needed to fight. It continued to follow me for about 10 minutes before it finally showed itself. This one was pretty average size for a dogman about 8.5 feet tall. I don't know if it was black or dark grey hard to tell at night. This one had orange eyes we looked at each other for a few seconds and then it went off back into the woods. The entire time I was hiking back to my car I kept hearing it follow me on and off. I'd hear it crash through the brush I never did see it again and I made it back to my car safely. This was one of my most unique encounters I've ever had because it seemed like this one was not as aggressive as the others I've seen. It was just kind of making its presence. Not I believe I don't know if it had any ill intent at all all. I know is it still scared the shit out of me. That's my most recent encounter. It was a pleasant night in North England around 12.30 am in August, 2011 and I was walking to my then girlfriends. Being around 17, I was by now well accustomed to the streets that only a few years ago seemed quite alien. Like any other night in those days, I was out with friends, we would get high and find something fun to do. I was a little bit stoned, writing this I still am all these years later, but I had been smoking for AT at least two years by that point and you just don't hallucinate on weed, you can get paranoid sure but you do not visually see things like this. All these years later, I still don't see this as a hallucination. Rather, the weed may have allowed this to happen somehow. But I don't want to get into that side too much and just focus on the actual event as I'm writing. When it was time to go home, we would split off into groups and head in our own directions. I was now walking to my girlfriend's alone after leaving my friend at the end of his road, to picture imagine an empty but quiet main road heading out of a town into the villages. There are fields, trees, and also horses. But this wasn't a horse or the shape of any animal I knew. I'm walking on the left-hand side of the road, it's dark and the only light is from the lampposts that are dotted every 10 or so paces near the hedgerow on the right side. That realization hit me instantly when I saw this creature. The shape of it in the glow of the light, this long, huge, black, muscly, tall and lanky but at the same time ripped thing. It was massive. 7 or 8 feet. Its tail was over a meter, it looked like nothing I had ever seen before or since arched over almost. The form of this thing. It looked like it could stand up bipolarly if it wanted to. 
All of this I kind of processed in the blink of an eye, actually, I did because I stood there staring at this beast, my eyes just locked in a way that was instinctual to see if it was aware of me or something. As I'm staring, my hand is reaching simultaneously into my pocket and grabbing my phone. I don't even look at my phone as it's in my hand, I just dial the first number on my call list. You know how when you press the green phone and see the list? I press the last number I called. This is all in the first few seconds when I realize what I think I'm seeing. This is all where the story weirdly gets a bit blurry. I called my friend and explained to him that I was seeing a goddamned werewolf. I remember doing that, but I don't remember hanging up really or, more importantly, walking past it or seeing it go off. My friend remembers me calling but he doesn't remember what we said at the end of the call. This was almost over 10 years ago now. It quickly became a joke. But I think he and the people who I have talked to about it somewhat believe me now. There is a history of similar sightings in the UK, both old and new, and it wasn't until a few years later that I became aware of paranormal researchers in my area. They are releasing a documentary this year about the werewolf, dogman phenomenon. I am not affiliated with them or anyone. But it sure does drive my story home when I find this out years later. Since then, I have been following the subjects and subjects alike. Please have questions because my memory is bad after some time and I have told the story so many times to myself that it has become strained, but I wanted to get this down. Thanks for reading. I work as a trucker and during one of the flights I witnessed an interesting case. My path ran through fields, forests, villages and villages. At about 2 o'clock in the morning, I began to think that it was probably time to stop somewhere for the night and just sleep. I had enough time for delivery to move calmly and not be afraid of being late. Driving past one of the villages and entering the forest belt, which was located next to the village, I suddenly punched a wheel. I got out of the car and looked at the breakdown. The wheel was literally torn to shreds. There was nowhere to go, it had to be changed. There would be no problem if it was one of the rear wheels. But I punched the front ones, and all the replacement work had to be done on the road. It was drizzling fine rain, but in principle it was warm outside. I took out a spare tire, a key and a jack. Suddenly there was a roar in the forest, and the birds from the upper branches of the tree scattered to the sides. I was stunned because I was standing on the street and holding only a wrench in my hands. It was the only thing I could protect myself with. Then I heard a growl and the crunch of breaking branches. I was scared and immediately jumped into the car and moved to the passenger seat. I lowered the window a little and watched what would happen next. For a very long time I saw absolutely nothing and only listened to something huge moving in the night thicket of the forest. Then someone roared again in the forest, and it wasn't a scream or a growl, but a roar. After that, the crunching stopped, and I sat motionless in the car for about 10 minutes. Thinking it was over, I slowly opened the door, and then branches crunched next to my truck. Along the way, the one that roared in the forest and made noise with breaking branches also stood and watched me and my truck for 10 minutes. I slammed the door again and decided for myself that I would sit until dawn. Suddenly, in the headlights, a creature with a dog's head appeared on the road, 
but moving on two legs. He ran across the road into the forest, to the other side, and disappeared into the darkness. I closed all the windows and decided to call the rescue service. To be honest, I didn't know who to call, so I dialed the number one that came to mind. I was out of range of the network. I sat up all night without closing my eyes. In the afternoon, when there were more cars on the highway, I got out and changed the wheel. After downloading the tool, I hit the road and got to my destination without any problems. About three years ago, my girlfriend at the time, my best friend and his girlfriend, and my girlfriend's best friend and her boyfriend all decided to go camping at a state park. I had been there a couple of times before and had no encounters, not even heard anything. At the time, I had had about five encounters with a dogman on five different occasions, so I was aware of these creatures and knew what they could do. Yet, I was still stupid enough to go camping. We were staying there for three nights. The first night was actually really nice. I was super nervous because I thought I was going to see one, but I saw nothing that night. We stayed up until about 1.30 or 2 in the morning, laughing, drinking, and just enjoying each other's company, and then we went to bed. The next day, we went on a hike, and I saw some footprints that were a little odd but nothing out of the ordinary, and some claw marks on trees. I figured that was probably a bear. That night, my girlfriend woke me up and told me she had to go to the restroom and asked if I would go with her. The bathhouse was about a two or three minute walk away from our campsite, and it was in the middle of the night. She wasn't comfortable going alone, so we went to the bathhouse. That's when things started. On the way back, I noticed how quiet the woods were, and I knew that feeling. So, I told my girlfriend to go ahead of me and wake the others, we were going to have to go. I wasn't comfortable staying here anymore, and the entire time, I couldn't shake the feeling I was being watched. The first part of the encounter didn't happen for another 20 minutes. While we were packing up, I heard some branches breaking about 10 feet from camp. I never saw anything, but I could hear it sniffing around, grunting, and growling just outside of the light from the fire that we had lit. I told my friends that this is why I wanted to go. So, we hurried up and finished packing, getting everything in the car, and we took off down the mountain. As we were nearing the entrance to the park, one of these creatures sprinted out from the underbrush beside the road and hit the side of my truck. Naturally, I slammed on the brakes and reached for my rifle, hoping to fire a warning shot and scare it off. I didn't see it anymore, so I got out of the car to check the damage. I knew it was stupid, and I knew it was dumb when I did it. It wasn't there waiting to pounce on me and kill me. There was only a slight dent in the car, so we got back in and began to drive again. That's when the third one hit us from the other side of the car. Another one of them came and rammed into us. At this point, the other dogman that was chasing us came out from the woods and hit us on the other side of the car. So now, we had one on both sides. I put the car in park so I didn't get in a wreck. These creatures kept slamming into the side of the car for about two or three minutes. They broke my back window and reached in and tried to grab my girlfriend but they didn't get her. For whatever reason, after about three or four minutes, they just left. 
The reason this one is so scary to me is that this is the closest one has ever gotten to me and the closest one has ever gotten to hurting me or any of my friends. My girlfriend never believed me about these creatures until that night. I know it sounds crazy, but that's my story, and I'll stick to it. I'm from Brazil, and I've seen a lot of things in this short 21 years of my life, but one time I was doing a trail with a friend, we started very late like 22 p.m. and finished around 1 a.m. near a residential area with old church and cow pastures, my friend needed to deliver to a woman he knew some pots and pans that she had borrowed so we could make food and sweets for the feast of São João, a Catholic holiday, in the way back home we needed to walk a long dirt road, which was separated from the pastures by a fence and trees back to back, start to end of the road, we carried flashlights but the night was very brigged due to the reed being very wide and open, midway through the long road we started to hear some rumbling on the fence side behind the trees, I said that Probeli was a dog and my friend believed, the sound become little by little closer the further we walked and my friend stated that was a very big dog, we kept walking until the noise was right behind our necks. With that ominous presence I took a piece of wood that we carried in case we were attacked by dogs and etc on the trails and asked my friend to shine the flashlight on the fence and that was when I see it. A big skinny figure standing up in his two hind legs, his arms were so long they touched the ground like a gorilla leaning back and hiding his true height, looking me in the eyes with his crooked spine. It looked like a terminal anorexic bull with a deformed face without horns but with neck hair like a fake mane and moonlight gray skin and shine eyes. This one second looked like an eternity, suddenly the light went out and when I looked my friend was running and shouting to me do the same, I ran like I never needed to run before with that thing running beside me in the other side of the trees, when we reached the end of the road, when we reached the end of the road, we were graced by the statue of Our Lady Fatima standing still in his shrine, and the thing had vanished in the fields, I asked him if he had seen it and he said no and that he ran in fear, for so long I thought it was a werewolf but it was so different from anything I have ever heard of and I truly don't know that was but still visits me in my dreams lurking in the corners of my eye. After a stressful day at work, I had gone over to my friend's apartment to shoot the breeze, eat some food and play a few games on my friend's PS4. It was getting late and I had to be up fairly early the next day. My friend walked me out to the parking lot to my car. There was no one else in the parking lot, just us two. As I was unlocking my car, a dog walked out from the side of a nearby building about 25 feet away. It came fully into view and stopped to look at us. It was a little bigger than a standard Great Dane. It was all black with long hair that appeared to be falling out in clumps. It had long ears and a long, scraggly tail. I remember making eye contact with it. It had dark maroon colored eyes. And in the moment we locked eyes, it smiled at us. But instead of a dog's lips going up and back, the lips went slightly sideways and I saw white, human teeth. I recall suddenly getting a feeling of dread and fear. I felt like it was something disguised as a dog and pretending to be a dog. But it wasn't a dog. I'm certain of it. The energy coming off of this thing didn't feel dog-like. I don't know how else to describe it, but my hair went up on end. 
it turned around from us and began limping slowly back around the corner from where it had stepped out from. It seemed to have most of its weight on its front legs, walking with a hunched back. When it was limping away, I noticed its rear left foot was wrapped in blue gauze and the foot looked very odd. The heel was actually parallel to the ground. I am unsure if my friend saw exactly what I saw, but she suddenly said, it's leaving. Let's follow it. And she ran after the damn thing right after it disappeared around the corner. I remember being scared for my friend, so I went sprinting after her. I rounded the corner to find my friend looking around confused. The dog thing was gone. At the rate that it was walking and limping, and given the close proximity to us, which, again, was no more than 25 feet, there was no way that it could have disappeared that quickly. The air was suddenly extremely cold, even for South Texas January. My teeth were chattering and I told my friend to quickly go back to her apartment, lock the door and stay inside. I warned her that that thing was not a dog and told her I'd text her when I got home. Once safe at home, I texted my friend and thought that was going to be the end of it. But even as I settled into bed, my heart was racing. It didn't help that, around 12 am, there was low whistling right outside my window. My neighbor's house isn't too far from mine, but they're good people and there is no logical reason for them to be that close to my window at night, whistling. I didn't make any indication that I was aware of the whistling. It wasn't even musical, just the sort of whistle someone is giving if they're trying to get attention. Eventually, the whistling stopped and I heard nothing else. I had trouble sleeping. I haven't seen anything, or experienced anything like it since. My big question is, what was that thing? So my fiancé and I took a quick trip to New Orleans and I packed it full of fun adventures for us. I am also pregnant. We went on a ghost tour where we got to go inside the buildings that were supposed to be haunted. The first place was a hotel. We went in the back area, in a little courtyard area outside and our guide was just starting to explain equipment that is used on ghost hunts. I felt strange immediately. I felt weighed down like I couldn't move my arms or legs. I was getting some waves of nausea as well. I was also getting a panicked feeling like I wanted to run, but didn't. Then a weird euphoric feeling came over me and I was able to calm down, but I felt drugged. Like I just smoked a bunch of pot. Then the guide mentioned people sometimes feeling sick in the room we were going to go into. That's when I told him that I already felt weird just being in the outside courtyard area. I asked my fiancé if he felt different or weird and he said no. So I think out of our group I was the only one. He seemed weirdly excited and was like just wait till you get in the room. At that point I had that euphoric feeling and the room didn't bother me. They used a camera thing to map the spirits around. I have never felt that feeling before and was wondering if anyone had a similar experience. I heard somewhere that the weighted feeling was spurred invading personal energy space. I don't know anything about this. I do sometimes sense spirits and can sometimes tell if male or female. If a relative to me I know who by a taste in my mouth. I know it's strange but there you have it. I don't communicate with the dead and they don't talk to me. They don't give me pictures or images or whatever. I'm no medium. 
Any experiences or knowledge would be appreciated. Thank you. When I was 14, in 20 now, I saw a shadow person. I was scrolling on my iPod, looked at the door that was right in front of my bed and there was a tall shadow figure of a man staring at me. I froze instantly. I said a prayer in my mind because I couldn't speak and it walked away. It turned to the side, then two two long strides then disappeared into the darkness of my room. I cried and screamed for the next two hours. My mom thinks it's someone who astral projected in our house to spy on us. In 2014, I saw a cup lift itself into the air then back down on the table. In 2016, three glowing white orb things were floating in circles on top of our house. My entire family saw it but they convinced themselves it's just an illusion from lights far away. But they were bright and floating in random circles for three-ish hours. Never happened after that again 2019. Another shadow person but witnessed by my two brothers. In the closet this time a lot of random door handles magically being pushed down and doors being swung open through the years 2 and 2020 I left my haunted, cool, childhood home but at the new house, my entire family and I heard my brother's voice scream help me in the hallway. And he was sitting in the living room. Probably the creepiest experience. My, spiritual, mom says it's just fairies playing tricks on us. That was the last of my encounters. About 19 years ago near my hometown in country New South Wales, I used to get driven to catch a bus from a town called Parks about one hour from my hometown to go visit my then boyfriend in another town several hours away. The bus I had to travel to get to left from Parks at around 2 am. And it arrived back late at night and my dad would pick me up. On two separate occasions we saw something strange. On the first occasion we're driving along the country road in between two towns, the road running in between farms, fenced off from the road. There was hills behind these farms that were silhouetted against the often bright night sky. We saw a big ball of light traveling down the hill parallel to our car probably a couple of kilometers away and we thought it was just a truck possibly driving along there, until we realized there wasn't a road there, and it was one light, not two like car headlights, and it wasn't a motorcycle. Just because there wasn't a road there didn't mean it wasn't a vehicle though, but it moved so smoothly and quickly and we just thought it was odd. We didn't really think much about it until a few weeks later we were doing the same drive late at night, possibly a bit after midnight and we saw the same light in the same area, moving quickly and smoothly again. This time dad decided to stop the car and turn off the engine when he did that the light came down the hill and hurtling towards us across the farm fields and over the fence that divided the farms from the road. It was fast. The ball of light was probably about 2 meters off the ground and had a diameter of around 1.5 meters. It was a gigantic, silent, ball of light that kind of fluctuated and rotated as it moved. It slowed and hovered in the middle of the road behind our car, probably about 50 meters behind us. I got so scared, but dad was fascinated, watching it inquisitively. I was panicking and yelling to start the car and drive. I'm not sure what happened after that because dad turned the engine on and we started driving. 
We never saw that light again but that was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen and every now and again I mention it to my dad just so that I know I'm not going crazy and dad always confirms every detail of it with me. I'm glad we were both there otherwise I'd think I was going mad. I hadn't heard of Min Min lights until years later. The things that people have described as Min Min lights match exactly to what we saw. I'll never forget it. Has anyone else ever seen something like this in country New South Wales? I've read lots of stories of these lights in Queensland, but not New South Wales. Never posted on here but wanted to see if someone could give me some answers. I'm 22 female and I currently live with my boyfriend and two cats. At around 18 when I lived with my parents I started having some paranormal things happen to me. It started with hearing my cat's bells. Now that I'm thinking about it, this cat was a gift from my best friend. He was an elderly cat that's owner passed away, unfortunately I had to give him back to my best friend because I was moving. But the fact that his owner passed away has me thinking now. I would be laying on the bed with my cat and I would hear his bells from his toys under my bed or on the wood floor. It always creeped me out a bit but I just tried to tell myself it was my grandparents letting me know they're here. I started to see blobs of color. Very hard to describe but I know I wasn't crazy because my best friend would assure me that she could also see it. Then the most significant thing happened. We were home alone, just got back from school. My parents have a dog who is very territorial and will always let you know if someone is knocking on the door or coming inside. We heard someone rush through the front door and start playing the TV, washing dishes, using the microwave. But the dog hadn't made a peep. I yelled anyone there? No response. We looked outside. Still no cars parked. I never went downstairs because I was terrified. But yay that happened. I moved to my sister's house. Still saw the blob, still heard the bells. Mind you I didn't have that cat anymore from when I started to hear the bells in the first place, I had a new cat and I still heard the bells. Tried to not scare myself whenever I saw or heard these things though. Then I moved again, into my boyfriend's house. There was definitely some spirits before we moved in. I would see figures out the corner of my eyes all the time. I was terrified there. And I still heard the bells. Now I live in a different apartment and I still hear the bells. I haven't seen the blob since I lived with my sister. But it's currently almost 4am and I heard the bells going crazy. It's not my cats. They're on my bed and they do not have collars with bells or anything. There's one single toy in my apartment with a bell and it suctions to a wall that's not in my bedroom where I always hear the bell. For some reason it freaked me out a little extra tonight. I just want to know if this has ever happened to anyone else. Sorry for the long post but please anything. I've spent my entire life hunting in the dense Oregon wilderness, where the towering trees cast long shadows that seem to devour the daylight. I'm Jake a seasoned hunter known throughout the region for my tracking skills and fearlessness. My loyal hunting companion, Max, a sturdy and faithful dog, has been with me through countless adventures in these woods. But there's one particular occasion that still haunts my memories. I remember it as if it happened yesterday. 
It was a autumn evening, he thrill of the hunt coursed through my veins, and I couldn't shake the feeling that tonight would be the night I made my biggest catch yet. Armed with my trusty rifle and accompanied by Max, I ventured deeper into the wilderness than ever before. The woods were alive with secrets and whispers, the air heavy with a sense of foreboding. We followed a trail of tracks that I believed belonged to a buck, my senses keen and alert. As the hours passed, darkness descended upon the forest. The usual sounds of critters scurrying and leaves rustling ceased, and an eerie silence enveloped the woods. Max's ears perked up, and he growled lowly, his hackles raised. It was then that I heard it, a deep, guttural growl that sent shivers down my spine. I scanned the trees, my heart pounding in my chest. In the dim light, I saw something that defied all logic and explanation. It was an enormous shadowy figure, standing about eight to nine feet tall. My breath caught in my throat as I realized this creature had two long, skinny legs, arms that reached all the way to the ground, and a round, featureless body. Most unsettling of all, it had a long, skinny neck and, to my astonishment, no face. Absolutely none. It was like a living nightmare. Instinctively, I raised my rifle, ready to defend myself. Max crouched low, his teeth bared. But something held me back, a gnawing uncertainty that gnawed at my gut. I couldn't bring myself to pull the trigger. I didn't know what this creature was, and fear mingled with curiosity. I decided to stalk the creature instead, moving silently through the underbrush, my heart pounding in my chest. The creature moved with an uncanny grace, its elongated limbs gliding effortlessly through the forest. It seemed oblivious to my presence, or perhaps it simply didn't care. We continued our strange dance through the darkened woods, me keeping a cautious distance. My mind raced with questions. What was this creature? Was it a figment of my imagination, or something more sinister? Then, in an instant, it vanished. It was there one moment, and in the blink of an eye, it was gone, swallowed by the depths of the forest. I stood there, bewildered and breathless, unable to comprehend what I had just witnessed. Max whimpered, and I realized that whatever this creature was, it had left an indelible mark on both of us. I could have taken a shot, but I chose not to. I made my way back home that night, my thoughts a whirlwind of confusion and wonder. I never spoke of that encounter to anyone, for fear they would dismiss it as the ramblings of a man lost in the woods.